from the Jesuits of Canada and the United States, this is AMDG. I'm Mike Jordan-Lasky. June is high school graduation season, and my guest today is one of the most impressive grads from the Jesuit Schools Network. His name is Carlos Smith, and he just finished his time at Loyola High School in Detroit. Loyola is an all-male Jesuit high school known for its rigorous academic standards and strong commitment to faith. It serves about 150 predominantly black young men in the city. For the past 11 years, Loyola has achieved 100% college acceptance among its grads. Carlos won two incredibly impressive honors during his senior year. First, he won a $25,000 scholarship from the Detroit Pistons basketball team for a poem he wrote on the theme of powering humanity. Second, Carlos was named the top high school debater in the entire state of Michigan. He clearly has a way with words, and the energy and intelligence that made him a champion debater were on full display when we talked recently. I asked Carlos to read his winning poem, and then we spent some time talking about it and his experience at Loyola. Carlos is heading to the University of Arizona in the fall, and I can't wait to see what his future holds. One quick announcement before we get started. We were thrilled a couple of weeks ago to hear that AMDG had won two first place awards from the Catholic Media Association. We were named the best overall podcast in our division, and our collection of episodes on the pandemic won best podcast series. Huge thanks to our communications team here at the Jesuit Conference, all of whom work on the show in some capacity. Marcus Bleach does all the audio editing, Eric Clayton and Megan Leach host episodes frequently, and our social media coordinator, Becky Sindelar, make sure you all know about each new show when it comes out. So now, when you recommend this podcast to your friends and family, you can invite them to subscribe to the award-winning AMDG wherever they get podcasts. Okay, let's get to my conversation now with Carlos Smith. Well, Carlos Smith, welcome to AMDG. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me. First off, we're talking the morning after your high school graduation. Congratulations. You've made it. How does it feel? Uh, uh, well, so it, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I feel like it feels, I don't want to say surreal, but a little surreal because like, Hey, I'm graduated. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to go to school anymore or go to high school anymore at this point. And it was just like, finally, uh, (laughs) it's a lot of work, (laughs) a lot of work. So, uh, yeah, for, for folks, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, where, where you're from, um, you're a little bit about your school. Yeah, just go ahead. Uh, so I'm Carlos Smith, Jr. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I attended Jesuit school in Detroit uh, called Loyola High School. Uh, I'm a debater, uh, a pretty good debater, I might add. Uh, a poet, uh, artist, however you want to play it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So you're not bragging when you say you're just say, speaking the truth when you say you're a good debater. And we'll get into that because you were named the best debater in the state of Michigan, which is like a big it's a big state. A lot of people live there. Right. Uh, so that's an, an incredible accomplishment. We'll get into that. But the reason I invited you on is I heard that you had a poem that you wrote that one a $25,000 scholarship from the, the D- 
Detroit Pistons basketball team, um, which is is a cool honor, certainly, and like a nice chunk of change. Like that's a nice big scholarship. So like before, I want to have you read the poem and talk to you a little bit about it. But can you like do you remember when you found out that you had won? Like the, uh, day, the day you found out, what was that like? So so actually, it's crazy. We. The, so the contest, you don't find out until, like, you present the actual poem. And, like, you present the actual poem. And this year, it was through Zoom. Every other year, it would be on per- in person. But you don't find out. And they, like, vote right there on spot while you, like, they watch everyone. Oh, wow. Yeah, they watch everyone do their poems. And they pick, like, the top three, boom, boom, boom. The moment I found out, I can tell you exactly because – it was so like, it was just so outrageous. So I was on the phone. I was actually on the phone with my senior class. Uh, shout out to those guys. Big shout out to those guys. We were on the phone. We were on a group FaceTime call. And we were like, this was after my speech. So they were watching because a few of them were in class and a few of my teachers were watching. Well, I think all of my teachers were watching. So they were in class watching uh, me per- watching me do the poem. Uh, they were on the phone watching me do the poem. And then that's when, after that, we waited till the last person to get done with their poem. And then they started to announce the winners. So they like, so my uh, senior class was just like, yeah, you got that. You got that for sure. You got that for sure. And it's like everybody going crazy. And then we get to second place. Uh, second place is actually a real good friend of mine. Uh, so I'm like, yes, congratulations. I called her. Congratulations. Then I hung up on her and I went back to the call with my seniors. And they announced my name. Oh, I'm telling you, I went crazy. <laughs> I, so our house has a little island right behind our uh living room so it's basically like an island a part of our kitchen i run around the island like three times i'm like yes yes i'm jumping up and down you from the moment they asked me to speak you can hear my senior class screaming like yeah my boy yes los yes los and it was just like it was just absolutely amazing amazing for me uh my mom was also in her room watching it so she like, Carlos, the Zoom a little bit laggy. You can't celebrate too loud until after we hear. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm trying to be quiet. But then at that point, I couldn't hold emotion. My mom screaming from the back room. Yeah, yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, it was just absolutely great for me. So yeah. That's great. It's cool that you had your your classmates and then your mom to kind of right there live to celebrate. Yeah, that's wild. I thought I just figured you would have just like sent it in and then like heard like a month later. I didn't realize it was all like right at the same time. That's crazy. Nice. So yeah, I so I want to hear that the a winning poem and then I want to ask you about it. So if you're willing, if you could um recite it for us, yep. that'd be great. Okay. So the title of my poem is Fixing a Janky Humanity. Uh so I'll get into it. How does one empower humanity? A question that must be asked. Do I eulogize equality and shun all of the bads? Do I embrace my benevolence without acknowledging my savagery? No, because they exist on the same field, one of two halves of me. 
So we build our humanity or rather be more humane. We set up admiration shelters that overshadow disdain. We enlighten each other and embrace our similarities. Yet recognize our differences are some of our greatest rarities. We realize that history may be in the past and that speeches were given that yelled free at last. And so we intertwine both the old and the new. Yes, my life matters, but yours does too. See, now there is a future which was formed from coalitions, multiple architects bound to one mission. Build your neighbor up, but let them build a name and you can empower humanity by being more humane. You have given your best shot at creating your equals. Now change that mindset because these are your people. These are my people, those who don't shy away from conflict. Since 03, I've only known to do what my mom did, which was be great but also fight for what's right. Never let distractions and disruptions break up your sight. I have multiple goals that must be achieved in spite of various setbacks that have strained my beliefs. Humanities and discussions have mocked me in cheer, took both my brother and family dear, yet this doesn't stop my belief or cause strain because optimism empowers humanity and so does being humane. I was fixing that's awesome thanks carlos i, oh, I love your uh the way you you share that too i can tell that you're like experienced public speaker right not just reading the words but uh the performance right um so yeah that's uh, that's awesome great rhythm to that a lot going on in this poem i want to ask you about it. so like what so what did you want to do like when you sat down you wanted to write something um what what went into this poem like what was kind of your inspiration that led to it uh so uh so i'll start off by the topic of the uh like the topic of the phone that we had to write was i believe uh how can hum- how can you empower humanity yeah how can you how can you empower or how can we empower humanity so uh it took it actually took me a while to like think of how to write this poem really I wrote it a couple times and then I was like nah that's a bad start and then I wrote it again I was like nah that's I can't do it backspace 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 and I wrote it again and it was just like it wasn't working until like now we're here like a couple days before the uh for the competition and my teacher my debate coach uh Kathy Gross um so she's the responsible. I do, she's responsible for anything I do within Loyola. Like if I'm in any sort of trouble, or if it's anything, like literally from anything good or bad, the first person they will call is Catherine Gross. And it's crazy because my uncle works at the school. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, God bless her heart, Miss Gross. She's an amazing woman, but she's the reason I got into this. I knew about it since like freshman year. So this year it was like, I kept writing the poem over and I have her for two classes. It's crazy. I have her for Spanish too. And then I have her for human, uh, I mean, not human, uh, for home ec. So it was like, she's like, Hey kiddo, did you get the poem done? I'm like, She's like, come on. <laughs> and then she made me, she made me practice in home ec. So uh essentially I I'll start by the title. 
uh, fixing a janky humanity. Uh, last year, I had a, a passing in my family. My brother, uh, who was real near and dear to me, uh, he had passed in, I want to say, early April of last year, mid-April. So it was, uh, uh, it was like, it hit me pretty hard. But in, like, in our neighborhood, like, where our friends were, and, like, they would refer to him as Janky Jam because his name was Jameer. So I, since then, I've literally tried to, like, mention his name in everything I do, whether it's, like, me, like, writing a rap or me, like, writing a poem. I literally try to mention his name in everything I do from also to, like, debate if I ever needed to provide an example for debate. Like, that's the first thing I think of. So it was sort of like, how can we empower humanity? And I'm like, well, let's include them right in the title, Fixing a Janky Humanity. So boom, from there, it was like, what, what's a great, like, because I know no matter, I, I have been public speaking for a while. Thanks to Miss Gross, once again, I've done multiple model in the United Nations. I've done multiple, like, essay contests. So I know, like, passion must be in this you can't like empower humanity without acknowledging like i say acknowledge do i like ignore myself or acknowledge my savage so like you can't empower humanity or you can't make humanity greater without like actually looking at what we've done wrong because expecting a situation to go all great sorry it'll never happen and if you go into any situation like that, I get you have optimism, but you still have to recognize that, like, there's a potential some things can go wrong. And when they go wrong, what will I do? So from there, it was just like, it was just like everything else just clicked for me. It was like, we, so we build up admiration shelters. We admire each other rather than like, rather than tearing one another down rather than saying, oh, like it doesn't, or like rather than looking at someone and saying, oh, like if there's something wrong with you, we set up those admiration shelters that like overshadow our disdain for people. We generally just like look at someone and admire that they're doing good for themselves. Look at someone and admire the way we can help someone else. If that's our mission, if that's our goal, we do that instead of like bringing like so much disdain for a person my whole senior class, you acknowledge how last year their senior year was cut off. You acknowledge how last year they didn't get a junior retreat due to COVID. And you acknowledge that they're still here. They're still seniors and they're still at our school. They're still like at Loyola. They just graduated. Big shout out to all of them. They just graduated. Like, and like, we're doing amazing. We're a hundred percent college acceptance for, I want to say, I forget what year, I think it was like a 10th or 11th or something like that. And you like acknowledge this, you acknowledge that like all the things they went through. And like, of course, a lot of us didn't like go through with flying colors, but we're still here. And that right there just shows like our resiliency. So, like, you just acknowledge that, you admire that, you admire that dedication. And from there, it's like everything should fall into place, especially on the humanity side, especially on the side of being humane. And that was, like, a big thing for me. So that's what I was really trying to get at. That's what I was, like, trying to empower within the rest of it.
That's awesome. Yeah. So I want to ask you just one quick follow-up about, so you, you mentioned in, in this poem, I'll quote since 03, I guess that's the year you were, you were born, right? I've only known mm-hmm. to do what my mom did, which was be great, but also fight for what's right. So your mom makes an appearance. So seems like she was, uh, she's a big uh, role model for you. Yeah. My mom is an extreme role model for me. Like she's in the back on the phone working on business calls. My mom is an uh, entrepreneur. Big shout out to uh, her name's Ayanna Williams. Jones. Big shout out to Pedicure and Shoes to go. If you're in the greater Detroit area, come down. It's, it's right on East Jefferson. Uh, yeah. It, look us up. We'll gladly, she'll gladly have you. She does pedicures, massages, big shout out to her. She does pedicures, manicures. Yeah. All of that stuff. So my mom is, a uh, really resilient woman like extremely like especially for like I said I lost my brother last year uh in April so my mom you know that was her that was actually her firstborn Mm. so like firstborn son firstborn child period so for her to like just for me to not only watch her go through this but at the same time like still be that resilient woman still be that like strong entrepreneur she started a podcast which is called uh love sex and business uh big shout out to that go listen to it on uh, apple if you can spotify if you can so uh she started that like she tries to one thing my mom does and i like completely once again admire her for this is she uh sets up so the podcast itself she does it with uh another fellow entrepreneur female entrepreneur uh her name's naya marshall she owns the uh ivy kitchen right below us big shout out to her if you want to come get enjoy some great food come there she has an amazing meal on both ends uh so they both do the podcast and one thing they try to do is like get other black entrepreneurs get other black female entrepreneurs in there and like just like give them a give them a position on like, how did you get your business started? And they want to like genuinely learn about you. My mom's all about making connections. Uh, one thing my uh, dad says is that like, you, you and your mom are like extremely friendly. And I'll be like, you're right, you're right. Cause like I walk into a room and I expect to like be known within the first 10 minutes. My mom does the exact same thing. And it, also if you look at her i'm like a spinning image of her so like (laughs) that that works out too but yeah she's like an extreme inspiration she's resilient like she supports me through everything i go through like i remember i can tell you this like faithfully like when my uh, brother first passed i remember one night i was sitting in my room and i'm like i'm shedding tears and i'm just like i just i can't control it i was uncontrollable for that the first couple of days Mm. my mom comes in the room and uh this is the i'm gonna say this okay i cried on her lap for like 30 minutes straight and then i go to sleep and i noticed like right then and there my mom's always there like no matter where she is my mom's always there and she always she is always there to help she supports me like through ever through whatever i want to do uh this might be a little bit stalkerish but her um i said that tim uh tim's right over there big shout out to you tim uh her and my stepdad tim are following me down to the university of arizona 
so I want to say, I want to say they're going down there for me. They're, you know, being a little bit stalkerish. I tell them like, yeah, y'all could, y'all could chill. Y'all could back up. I'm moving <laughs> halfway across the country. Why are you following me? But uh, yeah, just like to know that like she'll, she'll be close to me. Like, just like knowing that she's like, that amazing support system whenever I need it. She supports me through, like I, I keep saying this, she supports me through everything I do. Like with the poem, like I said, she was in there jumping around. Her and Tim was in there, yes, yes, screaming while I was doing donuts. Uh, she supports me through like my artist career. I'm attempting to be a rapper also. She supports me through that. So like, yeah, it was like, it's big for me. And like, she's big for me, so yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's that's beautiful. Thank you for for sharing that and for opening up uh, that story. And again, so sorry to for the loss of your brother, um, yeah, and just yeah. yeah, prayers for you, yeah, and, and your family in that. Um, I I I wanted to ask you too about about debates. You've mentioned that a couple of times. That's uh, something that's been important to you. Uh, and again, you were named the, the top debater in the state of Michigan this year. So, you know, what's your favorite part about? Um, debate like is it the research and prep is it just like making a strong point is it the rebuttals like what what is your favorite thing my favorite part of debate actually probably has nothing to do with debate uh it's being around like my fellow teammates uh i have a like all four years i can say i've had a like great like teammate of great like group of teammates around so like my freshman year, we had two seniors. My sophomore year, we had uh, a team full of juniors and, like, sophomores and freshmen. And then those seniors became – I mean, those juniors became seniors. They ended up leaving my junior year. And, like, our freshmen that came in, they were great debaters. I mean, I, they're forming into great debaters. A big shout-out to Darnell Copeland, uh, who was my partner this year. We did amazing. We went all the way up to finals. But just, like, being around them – Oh, and I have to, a uh, big shout out to Alex Mayers. He's a sophomore. Uh, one thing that we, that like the reason I love like our system is because like freshmen and sophomore, we immediately try to put them in the fire like they did to me, like just to like get them ready for like varsity or junior varsity, just to like push them there. And they always meet. So uh, what I was saying was Alex Mayers, he actually, so when the debate season was over, there was still like one more debate for like anybody who just, I guess, wanted to debate. It was all the way in California, but uh, I think it was like a, a free entry. So we're like, me and Darnell are like, oh no, the season's over. Like uh, I, I gained back number one. I was like excited. I was like happy. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Alex wasn't complacent. So Alex actually participated in the California tournament uh, by itself, I might add, by itself. Alex Mayers, is, Alexander Mayers, a sophomore debater at Loyola. If you haven't heard of him, you will. Uh, he participated in the uh, tournament by itself, and he actually broke out, broke out meaning, like, there's a preliminary round to, like, take your seating, whether you break to, like, semifinals or break to, like, quarterfinals. So Alex broke. And I think he made it all the way to like semis, but he did a great job. And like, I just, so I'm really proud of him for that. And I know like our whole school was proud of him for that, but uh, like just being around my teammates for it, like they somehow, some way we take the seriousness out of debate and we always make something fun. 
Like we go on trips to Washington and like the rides are fun. The like hotel rooms are fun. Miss Gross makes us take a hike. Yes. Like literally take a hike through the mountains and we make that fun. So like just being around them, because I know no matter what they'll like, never no matter how down I am about the debate or no matter how down they are about the debate we'll always find something like good or something fun to make out of it so like yeah it's just like being around them and probably having those guys uh around me for the past four years has been the best part of the debate yeah so before I let you go which we're um I, I just wanted to hear like kind of now you've graduated you're you're ready to enroll at the University of Arizona like what what are your what are your plans or goals? Uh, what do you Where do you think you're headed next? Uh, so, I'm headed to University of Arizona with a ma- uh, to major in political science and minor in sociology. Uh, hopefully, within the next four years, either I become a extremely famous rapper uh, somewhere through there, or I pass graduate my uh, four years of uh, get my uh, degree for my undergrad and then move on, eventually move on to law school. Uh, so that'll probably take, I want to say that'll probably take me like eight years in total from there. And just like, I want to be a district in the district attorney's office, like made my way up there from there, move to like the Supreme court justice or like probably local justices first or like local benches first and then graduate to like the Supreme court justice. I want to sit on the bench. Uh, if you know, I of course don't become famous. Uh, so yeah, that's like, that's where I see myself. And yes, I'll dedicate a lot of it to Loyola. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It seemed like you have a lot of passion and excitement around, uh, your goals and all the best to you and your next steps. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on and sharing some of your experience and your energy. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. So thanks so much, Carlos. No problem. Thank you for sure. AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States. And when we're not working from home, the show is recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C., AMDG is edited by Marcus Bleach, and our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Marcus Bleach, Eric Clayton, Megan Leapsch, Becky Sindelar, and me. Connect with the Jesuits online at jesuits.org, on Twitter at Jesuit News, Instagram at WeAreTheJesuits, and Facebook.com slash Jesuits. Sign up for weekly email reflections by visiting jesuits.org weekly. If you or someone you know might be called to discern a vocation to the Jesuits, connect with the Jesuit vocation promoter at beajesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at jesuits.org. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire. <laughs>